0: Okay, welcome to another edition of Black Cap Recap. I'm your co-host, Aaron Russo, and I'm here with- Sean McCannily. And we are here recording our second episode, our first content-driven episode of Black Cap Recap. So we're excited to get into the whole reason that we started this podcast, which is to discuss uh, media, television, movies that we find important and interesting and culturally relevant. And so we are going to just dive right in and we are going to have a discussion around the first four episodes of season four of The Handmaid's Tale, um, which released uh, about a week and a half ago. Um, and so we're going to talk about uh, the first four episodes. And just as, an, as a courtesy, this, this is going to be a spoiler-filled review or discussion. So if you are intending to watch The Handmaid's Tale season four and you haven't already – then we'd uh, encourage you to tune out and then tune back in after you've watched it because we will be going in-depth into the storyline for Season 4 so far. So that is the agenda for this episode. We hope you enjoy the discussion. And we're going to dive right in to Episode 1 of Season 4, which picks up directly after the uh, successful attempt to um, remove eighty-six was it 86 children and 9 yeah. Marthas from... Uh, Gilead safely to Canada and it is the immediate aftermath of that event uh, the handmaids and June in particular have uh, successfully uh, escaped mm-hmm. after doing that and June is mortally wounded and the handmaids are carrying her to a safe house um, which is uh, and a whole part of the season is this mayday uh, kind of underground railroad yep. uh, situation I'd say that's
1: uh, that's the A plot is June, and June and the Marthas and the handmaids, um, recouping and licking their wounds, undercover as Martha's on a friendly farm um, run by a seemingly senile commander with a with a wife or whatever they call him Commander's wife, Mrs Keyes, Keys, um, Mrs. Keys, which we'll talk about. Um, that's like the A plot um, and then I would say the B plot is the Waterfords and what what they're up to. Uh, So they're in Canada, they're arrested, um, and they both have legal charges against them. Um, She has, uh, I think she's like aiding and abetting uh, rape, basically, um, because of the way that they do these ceremonies for impregnation. They're holding that over her and trying to, obviously they leverage that to be like, well, we'll we'll give that up if you turn on Commander Waterford, right? If you turn on your husband, then we will... um, you know, if you each drop your charges or whatever, then they're, right. they're doing the good cop, bad cop thing with them. Right. That's like the B plot, I'd say. And then uh, the C plot would probably be um, Commander Lawrence and Nick, who comes back. Um, Nick is now a commander, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. with some experience on the battlefield. And he, he and Nick have some... Nick and Lawrence have some interesting discussions. Um, and then I guess the C plot would be like Moira... And her husband, back, um, June's husband back in Canada with June's daughter, or June's... Yeah, I guess it's, mm-hmm. her, daughter yeah, with, it's her daughter, with, with, daughter. with, uh, with Nick. Nick. Yeah, mm-hmm. with Nick, who was... The baby was basically forcibly adopted by the Waterfords initially, and she was among the children that got out, was the daughter. I can't remember the name off the top of my head for the baby. Um, I forgot to. Yeah, but anyway, she's now in the care of, of her husband, and then Moira is involved with, like, the refugee underground uh, underground railroad kind of idea. Uh, in Canada, it's obviously overt, but, like, she's part of this project that is both, like, rescuing and finding placements and trying to reunify yeah. the kids with their American with parents their families, who are yeah. back at home and, like, um, use diplomatic cover or whatever, use Canadian diplomacy to keep Gilead from having access to, re-access to them because it sounds like Gilead's, like, on the outs with the rest of the world as far as... You know it's like a, they're like a rogue state like nobody recognizes their authority mm-hmm. so when they appeal to whatever to like these kids belong in gilead kind of no no one in the world uh understands them like i wasn't really conscious at the time but it sounds like it's like with south africa I was kind of frozen out of the world community uh for its apartheid stances in the 80s and its nuclear stances too so it's similar to that where or maybe north korea is a better example today like only a few nations recognize North Korea as existing, as legitimate. Um, right. So that's kind of like, it seems where it stands with Gilead. So we kind of have like four plot groups or four character groups mm-hmm. that we're following with these three or four episodes. Um, and I think they weave it together pretty pretty good. Um, they, don't, they don't spend too much time on either one, and they don't neglect any of those plot points where you're like wondering what's going on with the other groups. But they mm-hmm. do have a lot to juggle right now, and it hasn't reconverged yet, but I'm sure it will. Um, but that's always something that I worry with with a show when they scatter when they scatter people late in a series or late, late in a season or a midpoint
0: Sometimes it gets messy
1: trying to Too many, many, many stories together Yeah, characters.
0: Yeah, no, I think they do a really good job of moving very methodically From mm-hmm. one to another and not overwhelming you with I mean, I think June is clearly that the, the main throughput and Yeah, and, and there's I mean, some of the episodes are almost exclusively this her. first episode is almost all June's a plot yeah. of
1: her from point A to point B, which you know she's going from mortally wounded, um, essentially dead, character character wise, morally perhaps like she's resurrecting, like you like like yeah. we've talked about, she's she's dead and resurrected in a new way, and it's not clear, clear at first, but it, by the end of the episode, it's pretty clear that she's a different person. She's a different, <laughs> and she has crossed the line from she's radicalized yes. in her own mind militant almost like she's gone yeah. from I'm just doing this extreme thing for the children to a different place <laughs> right
0: <laughs> I think and I think if I'm not mistaken and I'm not I I'm, i don't remember but I, I, in 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 Gilead I think there's there's they're not certain that she's dead or alive yeah I don't think they're certain yet I think they're hunting for her yeah. they assume that she's alive yes now they're trying to track her down yes and yeah um yeah i think I think so going back to what we talked about before, I think for me, the biggest thing that jumped out to me was was that theme of like June is reborn in this mm-hmm. in this, and like is, obviously we've watched the first four episodes, so we know that this is the case, but she's reborn as this much more emboldened, I think, and kind of radicalized and maybe even a little bit ego driven like she's like mm-hmm. now she's. She's the one who pulled off. <laughs> yeah, you know, she humiliated Gilead. She made an international. You know, she's she's a major player on the stage yeah. of you know whatever this drama is. Um, and when she's at this new safe house with with uh, the new commander and Mrs. Keys, um, I thought that that was the really interesting piece was the the interaction between the two of them and how they play off of each other and Mrs. Keys. Is really the one who kind of like is like the final like jolt yeah. to June to be like, come on, wake up and like let's really do some damage here, and I thought that was all very interesting, just how she was taken aback by her age, but then she came back with her whole story of like, look, you don't know what I've been through, yeah, and I'm done, like I'm ready to, mm-hmm. like you know, I don't care, let's go, you're, you're, you're the the celebrity, you know, terrorist of the, of the story, like, and you're here, like, I'm ready to do some damage. It could almost seem like at first
1: June was ambivalent about her kind of position in the world right now. And when she encountered Mrs. Keys at first, she probably thought like youthful exuberance, naive and like irrational exuberance. Right. Um, But then it's really seemed like hearing her story of what she's been through really, did. she's like okay I see like what I represent to you and others like you and I'm just gonna live fully into that I'm, I'm gonna buy into that identity as like right. you are the you are Mayday to us you are the hero and she is like I'm choosing to take off that mantle I'm just gonna go all in on it
0: and they, and they and they did that effectively by making Mrs. Keys young yes and and her harrowing story mm-hmm. of basically just being a sex slave yeah um and having absolutely no recourse, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I really just thought they handled that really well. Just the way that she looked so young, mm-hmm. you know, but then she's like, she's already like a chain smoker. <laughs> yep. She's like smoking cigarettes and she's just like kind of, kind of a little bit crazy. Yep. Which she's traumatized, yep. severely traumatized. Um. And I have to wonder, like she, she might be young enough that she was like a younger
1: kid or like a eight-year-old kid or something i don't know how long gilead's been around but like some of these folks might have been raised from very early memory or even complete memory within gilead and not known anything else and i imagine that if you're in that commander cast like she's probably her parents are probably commanders or whatever um and i have to imagine that they are uh well, well propagandized or well indoctrinated into this philosophy as like the upper caste. Right. And like, they are fully, um, barunka right? Like <laughs> Barunka from Willy Wonka. They're, they're fully living into this like entitled lady of the house kind of, because at first I thought they were doing like this antebellum South, like a slave, like a slave movie where like the lady is the mistress of the house is, is like the horrible lady, the wretched. Oh, you know right, what I mean? Like right. mistreating the Marthas and so on. Right. Um, But it's it's more like at first I thought I was like, is this is this like another friendly commander who's like secretly a commander but secretly like or does it sounds like he was just A kept in the dark and B didn't know that they weren't Martha's. (laughs) He thought like, Oh, we just got a new batch of Martha's because she's playing him or whatever and poisoning him and you know, he and he's just losing his mind. He's old anyway, right? So um, at first I thought it was like a friendly like they're a friendly couple who are going to as a couple help them out. Yeah, but like no. she's really running the place, you know. She's she's <laughs> she is the yeah. Well we'll and talk about yeah, that. And later, so she's but, not like she somehow went from if she was raised kind of in the system, she is now definitely in a place where she's ready to tear it down. Yeah. She's, burn it she's down.
0: She's been through hell mm-hmm. and she's had to grow up way too fast. Yep. And she's already kind of in her own right, pretty extreme and radical. Yeah. And I think June and her, like, they're coming together just brings them both to the next, you know, mm-hmm. level, obviously. Um, I think the... the the I, I, My mind just goes straight to, you know, that, that point, the plot point where this Guardian or I, Commander or whatever his name is, Guardian Pogue or whatever... I think the, Guardian Pogue is it. The guy who represents all the men that mm-hmm. have raped her and exploited her gets captured... And you know, and and they have him strung up in the barn, mm-hmm. and he's seen all yeah. of them, so he can't. He's too dangerous. Right, and they they have no. It's like, well, what do we do? Do we if we let him go, we could get screwed over. If yep. we try to hold him prisoner, that's mm-hmm. not realistic. Because they're ultimately trying to move on, uh, move west, right? can carry him around, around. or whatever. Um, but that scene, the scene where she hands her the knife, mm-hmm. the blade, and Basically tells her to kill him, not just die. Yeah, she says, "Make, make me, proud. me proud." Yeah, um and then and then she walks out, and then and then she goes to her room, and then Mrs. Keys comes back covered in blood, mm-hmm. and you know they lay down together, and the the brilliant use of that song, uh, natural, like "Natural Woman,", woman yeah. right? and the way that that's you know like you know like I mean it, traditionally we would have understood that song to be. A woman singing about how a man makes her feel like a natural woman, but in this context, they brilliantly take that song and make it. uh, Really, Mrs. Keys singing to June. I think. Yeah. You make me feel like a natural. Like you have, you have made me into a strong woman. This bondage I was in, and now I'm free to be me. And I, I thought that was pretty extreme, pretty bold. I think it was intended to make us question, like, whoa, like is that okay? Mm -hmm. Like, did we, did we, are we okay with June? Um, like basically encouraging a minor to, uh, kill someone. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think, uh, it's really interesting to think about the context and, you know, what, what was, you know, we talked, Mm -hmm. what were the options, right? So, and I think that serves to really drive home the point, you know, June is, she's on another level now, right? Like, Old June probably would have not necessarily gone straight for, like, gut this guy, (laughs) but she does. Um, And they had some nice setup with all that. Like, they had Janine was taking care of the
1: pigs, and she had an attachment to one pig. Uh, I think she named it. I forgot what she named it. Um, But she was really – because Janine's a little bit – she's been knocked off her rocker a little bit with all she's been through. Um, So she's very endearing. But she is attached to this pig, but then it's time to – Slaughter the pig, for, to feed to feed the family, and um, I think it's Mrs. Keys uh, who at the dinner table when they're all eating and they have to eat the pork um, is you know kind of forcing Janine to eat it, and it's like life is precious on a farm, and it's kind of like the circle of life, and they like respectfully you know she like prayed before they slaughtered the pig, and they like mercifully just shot it in the head with a gun to kill it, and this and that, so. There's that, and they juxtapose that to in the I think in the same stall they have this guy strung up, and he's slaughtered, mm-hmm. and then we later see that he's being fed to the pigs. So like it's just interesting that the the they treated the pig way better than the guy, <laughs> than <that>. um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. perhaps obviously it was because the pig is not a moral agent in any way. Like the pig didn't mistreat anyone or <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, but it, I thought it was very interesting how they weaved that in. Um, and is it a mixed message or is it a consistent moral message to say that um, that you what you dish out gets dished back to you? Yeah, you, you dish out cruelty and you're cruelly murdered back. Um, versus a pig just is functions as it functions and it it lives. It didn't mistreat anyone, so it gets mercifully slaughtered when the time is right.
0: I, I think I think it, it's it's. In a way, they're saying like this guy's not—he's—he's he's worse mm-hmm. than a pig. Yeah, like he's—he—he's he, he's less, you know, <laughs> <laughs> worthy of being, you know, whatever. That yeah. you know, he's—he's he's worse than a pig. But, but I did think that that they—it was still effective though that they—they they really showed you how horrified he was, like when he was captured. Like they—they they did a good job of making you feel his fear. Yeah, and his terror. Yeah. Um, but well, because he knew his. He's, He's, like his just desserts were on its way. Like right. he, he, he is, he was, he was in a tight, tight spot. Up. Yeah, I, I think the, I think, you know, the, the, the question that's raised is, is that justifiable, given the circumstance, given the yeah. context that they're in? Is it, is that killing that execution? Mm-hmm. We'll say justified in that context. I would say like, while there isn't a declared
1: war between June's partisans or whatever they call them. I guess Mayday if, if it is a thing if there's not like a if you're following the Geneva Convention uh, there's not a declared war between a recognized government of Mayday against Gilead in which there are identified combatants and then there's laws of engagement in there which even that would be you'd have prisoners of war treatments and stuff so in that sense no um, but in the maybe lore, not legal procedural sense, but in the larger moral context, it's right. enemy, this is an enemy on enemy. Like there's one soldier against another and there's two soldiers yeah. having, this is war. And like at the end of the day, war is personal visceral slaughtering each other. And it's not just drone strikes and moves and counter moves on a, on a chessboard. It yeah. is like people getting in each other's guts. Uh, and that's the game, like that's the game you're in, that's the life you're in. And yeah. the guy, as a guardian, he chose that career path or whatever. Yep. Suppose, like I don't know if you. I mean, you it, know, that's it's, where it is. It's, it's complicated. Like, and obviously. he and he chose to abuse his office. Right, he leveraged his advantage as a guardian to take right. advantage of getting uh-huh. in line and raping a child, a uh, young child, basically. Yeah. Uh, and well, you know, it's peer pressure, sure. It's the culture. He's inculcated into that. It's already a, a patriarchal culture, a misogynistic culture that he's probably been. I mean, you're if you're a commander or a guardian in the system, you either you're like on board with it. Like you, you can't become a guardian, and
0: and not compromise right. to that level. Well, he he has mm-hmm. no he has in the context he's not morally culpable at all. Yeah, it's actually is, not even a demoral yeah. act. No, because it, it's
1: property. Like it would this be, is my yeah. right as a man. It, so he yeah. would
0: he would be in the strict right, like in the strict. Um, legal or civil or governmental sense, right? Yep. He would be nothing wrong, but in the, like you said, the larger moral, right? Like it exists on the civil level and then yep. on the absolute moral level. So on the absolute moral level, you would say this was, that was purely self-defense because they have no other recourse right. to, 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 so, to address their grievance uh, yes. with him.
1: On that note, then going into Z, into episode two, if that was self-defense, her opportunity, like June had the opportunity when she noticed, and she had to get transported somewhere else. She noticed that there was a bunch of military commanders gathering at this place, uh, at another farm or whatever, and noticed that they were there for like whining and dining and womanizing before they go off to the front, which is Chicago, um, which apparently is still part of America, but it's a war zone. Um, and <laughs> it goes from, you know, a Sophie's choice kind of like kill or be killed moment to hey, we can ambush these guys and we can take the fight to yeah. Gilead and it turns into full on militancy at that point where she decides to risk i mean she's risking the other handmaids um because she goes off and does this while she has them get ready to leave, and we see what happens later with all of that, but she goes off on a mission, but it's to help the I guess they're not handmaids or the Jezebels, right? Is that what they call them, like the women—the yeah, the women who exist just as sex slaves—and um, well, they well. are not free to do that. Like that's not their chosen vocation, but they're called the Jezebels. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's, she's like, well, I, I first I rescued the children, and like now I'm, I'm this freedom fighter, and I need to liberate, a, liberate these women, and also prevent more deaths from these commanders going off and executing war. And and she learns that. Mrs. Keyes has been poisoning Mr. Keyes, Commander Keyes, right. um, and is like, I'm in. Show me what you got. And she decides to poison and or bomb. I think it was just poisoning. It was just poison. Uh, I thought it was going to be bomb making at first because somebody brought up bomb making and someone was like, I don't know how to make a bomb. Like, so it turned into poisoning and she poisoned their drinks. Um, and we I, you know, we later found out some died and some were hospitalized. But it worked in that sense. It worked. Right. But it does raise the stakes again
0: like <laughs> well it, it's it's it again raises the question, and there's that scene where she wants to do it. Mm-hmm. She comes back from her first visit mm-hmm. at that brothel and she talks to the other handmaids, and they're like raising legitimate questions yeah. about this how smart is that like, yeah. wait a minute, like so that's gonna like we're already yeah being hunted here, mm-hmm. and like that's gonna you know. First, you smuggle eighty-six people, yeah. eighty-six kids out of out of Gilead, and then and then we, you know, poison a whole which it's that will direct to their attention. leadership. Like, oh,
1: there's something uh, like somebody's active over here. Like if they have a big wide net of where they're looking, suddenly right. you're zeroing in on a radius
0: around that place where you just. Well, and also you're putting all those Jezebels, yep. In like, I mean, I what, mm-hmm. what's like the aftermath of that? Are oh, they like, just going to execute all the Jezebels? Right, like, oh. because you guys were obviously in on it. Right. right. Yeah. Like. <laughs>
1: Those kinds of moral questions are what generals or freedom fighters or you know what I mean? Like those are, she has to take that mantle and we see that play out later, like in even in episode four, like she has to live with the consequences of her decisions and the consequences of the downstream opportunity costs. So she made decision A, which means thing B happens. Because you chose A, that means this is either going to happen or could happen. And if it plays out, it's like it's because you chose, you pulled this lever, which closes the other door or opens the other door, and so on. And
0: she has to. Well, and that was even brought up in in the with Myra and um, Mm -hmm. and what the other um, girls who was escaped from Gilead. It's her, isn't her wife? Isn't it? No, June's. Oh no, that's right. It's it's the professor, the the lesbian professor, and they're talking. (laughs) And she says something about, uh, you know, June has this tendency to just make these big, grand, sweeping gestures and then not consider the fault, the unintended consequences. Um, And that's definitely, you know, Mm -hmm. the show does a really good job of creating that tension where it's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that the smartest thing to do? Because part of you, when you're watching it, is like, yeah, kill him Yeah. Yeah. And the party is like, oh, maybe that isn't a good idea is that the best tactic yeah. given the circumstance. I mean we we understand the justification behind it in in the yeah. general sense like yeah I'd kill them too, right? right? But is that strategically the best yeah method, right? And that's a a, a common, right? Yeah. Like is terror, right? quote unquote terrorism you know that came up in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier to a lesser degree, mm-hmm. not as effectively, but you know, do the ends justify the means? Yeah. And that's a hard question to answer. Well, can
1: you commit terrorism
0: against militants?
1: Or is terrorism only against the population, right? Isn't terrorism when you attack civilians to either shame shame the government? Uh, uh, like you're trying to sway the public, ironically by terrorizing them. You're trying to like get the government to respond a certain way to you or to what you're out to get um by like punishing regular people but this was like a they were attacking a military installation as it were or military targets right and so it's to tear yeah obviously they're going to terrorize like it's guerrilla warfare, warfare yeah it's, yeah, it's guerrilla mm-hmm. warfare like every other mill every other yeah. brothel out there that serves military people like all <laughs> those guys are going to like be afraid <laughs> to go do that <laughs> which in that sense like you well, get, don't want like, any of that vodka right <laughs> so that's a it, Yeah, but like if I was her, I'd be like, I would hope I would be like, well, what is what is the mission? Like, what is a the next thing I want to do? And but the ultimate goal, and the ultimate goal is to get to Mayday or connect with what she presumes is this network, an established, organized network of resistance called Mayday, which she sees herself a part of, and ask like, would this mission compromise that goal or not? And I think it did compromise it. She probably did
0: make that error. Well, Um, I think I think if if we if we in terms of the storyline progressing right so mm-hmm. you you have you know they get to the farm in episode 1 and the you know they know they can't stay in one place yeah so there there's a trajectory now like they 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 are permanently on the run mm-hmm. like it's it's life and death survival to get out of like you have to leave gilead's territory or it's, at least that's why they're heading west so they like, get
1: out of gilead control right um but they a safe area
0: but so they so there's there's so many things at play here that that you know make it very hard to just have a clear line to whatever they're wherever they're going um but obviously june makes the decision that instead of just laying low in at this safe house until mm-hmm. they can get to the next one which is which was the central debate right it was like do we just lay low mm-hmm. and get to the next safe house, which is what the the prostitute was supposed to tell her, like, "Hey, I, I got you. I mm-hmm. got a next stop for you. It's going to take a little bit of time," and in that pause, you know, June and Mrs. Keys are, are you know, get the motivation. they like, "Hey, well, we got an opportunity here," mm-hmm. and they take it, and that creates, you know, some some issues. But before, if I'm not mistaken, by the time we get to the end of episode two, that's when. So they get back from that that same night. Yeah, which from is when
1: they're supposed to leave with the others, but they right. look, they're already gone and it looks weird. And that's because yes, Nick, Nick is, is there, there with his crew. With and Nick's this crew. whole time, we're 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 seeing Nick, and he's he seems to rescue quote unquote Lawrence, who's in somewhat hot water, I guess, for because he's a suspect when his handmaid pulls off his handmaid and his Martha's pull off this thing. Right, he's obviously like. They're going to be like, what's up with this? Right. And Nick seems to get him out of hot water by, like, making – he's making the case to Gilead that, like, you can't just execute him because we need him because he's, like, a military strategist or whatever, and we're doing the Chicago thing. So he gets him – he saves him by doing that. But then you're – one like, I, I was left wondering, and I almost still am, or I was until later on, but these first couple of episodes, I'm like, what is Nick's deal? Is he is he too far deep in this commander thing and he's gone like, he's lost? Or is he, like, playing the long game and trying to look out for June and look out for the right people and help the right people and do what he can from within? And I think I've landed on that side of it. Like, he he didn't want – he wanted is he wanted to be in Lawrence's orbit and keep him in his orbit. And so he got him this consultant job for the war plans or whatever to get him out of hot water. Um, and then they have some
0: dialogue and stuff. But – yeah. Somehow Nick ends up finding June. Nick. Nick. To me, there. There's a, There's an exchange between June and Mrs. Keys, I believe, mm-hmm. where they talk about are there any good men mm-hmm. in Gilead? And then she says, I believe there's good men everywhere. It's complicated. Yeah. And I think that's Nick. Yeah. I think they're talking about Nick. Yeah. And Nick is a good man. I think that that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's complicated. And he is, I think, clearly. the 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 moral dilemma there is for Nick. The question that we have about Nick is: Hey, you know, is it better for you to try to do good from the inside mm-hmm. of the system, or should you be or do bolting? less good from without? Can right. you do
1: more good from within, even if it means you're doing other bad things right. or going along with the system?
0: Which he's he's getting his hands dirty. Yeah. by staying. Yep. I mean, he's literally helping capture june at the same time that he's trying to keep her alive and he's stuck in that gray in that because i guess he's like at least if she's in
1: custody she's alive and i can figure out a way to get her keep her alive Mm -hmm. but i can't control if she's out in the wild some random guy shooting her or something like he he, he's trying to yeah and like anyways we see later like he her fertility saves her because like like aunt lydia says like no handmaid can be spared so um no matter what happens like in all this detention and all this like all the bad things she did she killed she got a six kids out and she killed a bunch of officers and she still has to put on the red garb and be a uh, handmade the viable because they, uterus because is, she's this, yeah is like, and like i have to wonder if like nick <laughs> either knew that or like fully exploited that he's like you're alive like yes you're on a, you're on your way to a magdalene colony and you got the Handmaid's Garb on, and you're gonna be a Handmaid again. Yeah. Um. But it's a put. It's like it bought some space for us to maneuver, and that's what his value is adding. Is like you have when you have no options, at least give you some breathing room. Yeah. And then you can you're smart enough to figure it out. And they're, they're working together, but not together.
0: But they're working together towards the same end. It, it's. And he's it's, looking out for her. It's a the the show just does a brilliant job of just yeah. leaving you stuck in that tension. Yep. Right there with them. Right. Like, it's very very. It, this this sh- the show does a really good job of like it's 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 it is and is not predictable at all yeah in the sense of like trying to understand what these characters are mm-hmm. um, they're more complex than like the typical trope that yeah. you might see yep um, but so let's talk about so June is captured and then episode three
1: is a very much a nineteen eighty four uh dystopian full very grim yeah. and uh, so she's. She's captured she's being interrogated tortured in many ways uh, in various ways I should say and at many levels um, and you know it ends with her going off to the Magdalene colony with the other handmaids because uh, ultimately the other handmaids are found um, where they're often running and hiding and they're they're reunited and then there's a, the a shock at the end of that episode but just to back up episode three she's captured she's in in detention and she's initially resistant to uh, the pers- methods of persuasion and the torture, and she's not giving up the location of of the other handmaids, which she she knows where they were going because she was told. I think did Key, Mrs. Keys line that up? Who I forgot who lined up where they were supposed to go next. There was like that. There's like oh, there's this farm was, thirteen miles away, and they'll leave the. It was the you know. it was the, the Jezebel the prostitute. Okay, she's was the one the who p- set her, she was the yeah she she set was her the, up yeah as the informant. Okay, so like, but I don't think that Gilead. Connect that dot. So, like, uh, June was the only point of information for where the rest of the handmaids were because they obviously didn't get to the Jezebel.
0: Well, I think right? I believe that they mentioned that Ms. Mrs. Keyes is in custody. Yeah,
1: but Gia wasn't privy to the conversation with the Jezebel, so only June knows. Other than oh, Jezebel. where they are. Oh, so yeah. They don't have right, the Jezebel. Right, right, they right, have right, the June, right. so only Correct. June knows where they are, Correct. and they know that she knows where they are. Right. I think, or they strongly really suspect. Right. And nothing work. Nothing is working at first. So it's the they do the they do I think the first thing it was the waterboarding that they try yeah was that one of the first things they used yes and this was... this creepy uh, Bernie Sanders psychiatrist looking dude comes in all way too upbeat and chipper for this kind of thing Whew. like a dentist you know what I mean like you had this doctoral he looked dentist-y. like a, he looked like
0: a college yes, professor but full psychopath but he's like full but he's on. actually like yeah uh, an SS yeah he had very strong psychopath. Nazi vibes
1: um, complete psychopath, yeah. scary, but yeah. believable, utterly believable at that that kind of guy would find that polite, that kind of thing and enjoyable. Because I mean, even dramatically, like they've taken her to this looks like a power plant or some kind of thing, um, like a natural gas power plant or something with silos, and it's a big, creepy-looking building. Yeah, you know, uh, very, a very, a very holoca- very y- concentration yes. camp almost. And the way cool. that the lighting in the episode she i think uh, elizabeth moss directed that episode which was basically a soliloquy like it was almost all her mm-hmm. um and so the various tortures are the the waterboarding the the box she put been in a small box for a long time uh the fingernail threat and then the marthas or the whoever uh, the people she knew were also detained and she was doing the so given the sophie's choice thing of you know they're gonna die if you don't tell me and so on and the hot, the classic hostage situation Mm -hmm. thing. Um, So again, yeah. What were your thoughts on, on the,
0: the, how that all unfolded? Um, So I think that um, what the episode was doing, and I I have to just pause to point out that, that that, that the strength of the statement that was made by her having that towel with the cross Mm. put on her face, yeah, and then having her waterboard. Well, first, then the, all the guardians and the guy
1: like take a knee, like it's a football game, and like it's, a, it's a, like they're like giving thanks for
0: for Thanksgiving dinner. Well, um, and it's 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 yeah. to me to me it is a strong, um, maybe a little bit outdated, but a strong statement about you know American, you know the yeah. whole Abu Ghraib, yeah. you know. You i know, had that vibe the, a little bit i mean it's it's really a it's it's a, it's, a, it's it's a statement about you know mm-hmm. american geopolitical mm-hmm. you know activity i in, 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 in enshrined in this christian you know kind of crusader mentality you know yeah, like crusader we're the, we're the christian we're god's army right you know going out and Torturing people.
1: Well, oh, I mean, around. it's like obviously it's like the Inquisition in the 1500s, like where like the the inquisitors were there to root out heresy and ultimately, like they're in their own twisted way, they're like, "Oh, we're going to save you. Like we may destroy your body, but at least if you repent before
0: you die." Yeah. You well, you almost get the saved. sense that you almost get the sense that that one, the crazy interrogator, yeah. was like, a, he was like true believer. Oh yeah, you know? that's like, what I mean. Like he's full on. Yeah, he's like, fully drank
1: the Kool Aid. He's and like, we're his, doing you a favor by yeah, killing you if you his don't. his dream job, like he's the most. Uh, reprehensible kind of person for this like <laughs> just like probably the worst of the nazis in the concentration camps less doctors and stuff they were like fully on board oh, with yeah. the experiment they, they, and fully they, on board with the final solution of like yes i fully believe that we need to exterminate all the jews in the world and i'm, I'm glad to be a part of it yes.
0: unfazed conscience yeah, yeah.
1: yes that's uh, what i mean pure
0: psychopath no yeah. no empathy no conscience he, just completely He carries out his duties with glee, as if as <laughs> if he were you know just doing any any random yeah you know uh, versus like Aunt Lydia is just purely
1: like a personal vendetta like yeah, she is not I think her, she's yeah. a, she is a believer but more though more of that she's just a, she is Aunt Lydia is a, a freaking control she's freak obsessed with is. June and she cannot have yeah it's she has to be is, the alpha dog and there's another alpha dog and she can't even tolerate
0: that she's a con- she's the control freak <laughs> yeah. Aunt Lydia is the person who um when you're at the store with your little kid and you, he's misbehaving yeah she's the one that's going to come up and be like nah, 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 nah. yeah she's, she's, the she's karen, a karen she's right? a she's a bitch <laughs> she's a control freak she's the one who like i'm not making any statements about mask wearing or not but she's <laughs> the one that if you're in public and your mask isn't just right she's gonna jump down your throat yeah she's a she's a She's the moral police. Yeah, moral police, right? School marm, and she despises her own moral failure. Yes, which is which she's trying to make up for. Which we I think we
1: saw in her flashbacks, like she's coming from a very different place compared to where she is now, and it's like a way to make up for her. She she's
0: she's she's a she hates herself. Yeah, so she's not, and she's she's a control, but she's not. I don't know if she's a true believer or if that's conflated with that. She's... She's very comfortable in this system. She's... But she's very clearly in that... In that... I think it was in the first episode Mm -hmm. when she has her little trial. Yeah. Where they make it very clear, like... Like... At the end of the day, she has no power. Yeah. She's a cog. Yes. She's a cog in the wheel. Um, And she's... She's... She's just, you know embracing her role as this you know she she does have i think this weird way that she believes she's helping the handmaids Mm -hmm. um and she cares about them in a twisted way but but ultimately
1: she's i think she does she does believe the party line she's spouting a lot like she's come to the point maybe either at first she didn't believe it but it just was like, this is the job she had. But I think she's starting to believe her own rhetoric. I think that she, she gets I think, them. yeah. I think she, um, she,
0: she believes that she is bringing moral. Yeah. She is, she's a part of. She's, she's a Pharisee. She's, she's purging yes, the purging impurities. The evil, yes.
1: yeah. And like, yeah, she's truly like, it's the, I guess you could say it's like the prison warden who really sees their job as rehabilitating these prisoners and, and like, by
0: torturing them, yeah, or yeah.
1: just, or even just like by having them in imprisoned and serving their <laughs> sentence. Like, there's like a moral good to somebody serving a 20 year sentence for drug possession or whatever. and it's yeah. like we're righting the wrong to society. And like, I'm glad to play a role in your redemption and this that. And it's like, yeah, but you're like imprisoning another person. I don't know. Like, it's just the rationalization
0: morally is interesting to is see it, play out. I think what's what's interesting about that. What I think this episode does, and it without getting too far into the discussion of episode four. Is as you mentioned is is uh, initially June is like I'm not talking, mm-hmm. and by the end of the episode, they basically tell her you're going to talk or we're going to kill your daughter.
1: I think that that's what ended
0: up doing it, or I felt like she even before that told them where it was.
1: I think it was the daughter thing. Right? The
0: daughter it was it was when they put her in the room with her daughter in yeah. that glass cage right. and her that she was told afraid him. of her. That was yeah. what broke her, and I think. That that's, again, that's where, right? It's like, it creates that moral conundrum. Like, mm-hmm. what would you do? Yeah. Would you, like, she literally, she's put in a position where she has to choose between, at least it's implied, mm-hmm. her daughter's life or the lives of the handmaids that she's led into this yeah. situation. And well, it's an thinking, impossible th- choice. I mean, but
1: I was thinking, as I was watching that and afterwards, I was like, Egh. like, if you, so if you're, um, like, a queer military person, you can't, you have to detach, you have to, like, accept the reality that, like, your job is going to involve a loss of travel and, like, relocating your family around a lot, and, or, like, you're in peril, like, you're, when you go off to your job, you're, like, going to get shot at, like, that's your job. So, like, y- you have to either decide not to get married and have kids until you're done. Mm-hmm. Or, like, say, the mission's more important if I die, then it's more important that I do my job and protect my, my teammates, whoever, and my kids will know that their dad died doing his job and uh, served his country, and that's a better gift to them than me playing it safe and, like, forsaking my calling as a soldier uh, just for them. So, like, um, it's one of those things where it's like, if she's choosing to take up arms, to take up this militant role... Like you, along with that comes like everything else. You put your task, family like at your, risk. She already sacrificed her daughter, basically mentally, by crossing that threshold, and they're holding that up. As well, she like,
0: she directly she yeah. she by doing what she did, she maybe and maybe she forgot. Yeah, that she's like, in her guilt. They had control. that leverage yes. on yes. her.
1: So you either forgot or just she made didn't a and it's like they're putting that in her face and making it explicit. Like, right, and now it's like put your money where your mouth is a little bit, which is why it's effective. Yeah, because she. You do have to make that from an abstract choice to a concrete. It's right in front of you choice. Yeah. And she went from the abstract to the concrete. Um, and I guess you could say either failed
0: the test or just had to come reality with that. Well, I think that's, but that's, it's, that's it's true enough. You know, I, I don't think I think I mean, we can go into episode four since that's what yeah. the episode, a large part of episode four is the question of the continuing question of is June an effective leader? Is, is she is she doing things the right way? Mm-hmm. Because she's in a tough situation. Like right by, by the end yeah. of episode three, right, all but one Janine of the handmaids that she's led yeah. is dead, including then the Marthas that she like. So in the escalating torture, she
1: involves two of her other handmaids or her other uh, Marthas getting pushed off the building in right. front of her, and if that was like the second to last torture it's like you know if you go down the line and start shooting the people you love and then you finally like oh, okay i give up but like the six people that got killed and then the seventh one's the one that you said oh not that's too far like right. what about those other six people like why didn't you just like it would have been better if you just be like don't kill any of them i'll just give up if you're eventually going to give up don't, right. don't even let it start right or just let it go all the way i
0: don't know that's that's, that, that's that's the torture <laughs> that's i think and i think that that's what we in episode four which which they titled milk when yeah, they're in the milk. But well, we we needed a break, escape.
1: like we needed that like space to breathe, and like they trapped them in that milk carton, uh, as it were. Yeah, the traveling, like we needed the time to like process everything that's happened in the last three episodes. When which I think has been rather frantic, and they finally slowed it down, and
0: like you have to raise the question, and you're forced to not do nothing but think asking. about these questions, you know. So, and yeah. I, and I think that's that's what Janine represents, mm-hmm. right? Is um in you know it's like you have the leader mm-hmm. of the rebellion right and then you have the people who follow them yep. and it's a it's a relationship right and and i keep harkening back in falcon and the winter soldier there's a whole storyline like this where the leader of what's called the flag smashers yeah becomes increasingly more militant mm-hmm. and as she takes these things to the next level the followers are like uh, are we still you know, it's like first it's like, yeah, we're all together on this, and then it's like, uh, I'm not sure if I'm down with that.
1: Yeah. So either people fall away, or they get more and more hardcore, and then the whole thing becomes more hardcore because the hangers-on, or once it, you know, when it ratchets up, you either right. get either harder core or you bail. Right. And so you, which and is that, part and of it, it raises it, like, the question oh, with us of or whether it or, or it not this is yeah. Right. right, and, and Janine is... Or, or the moral center is the one that left you, and now you're off, you're unhinged. Or was it like, well, they weren't the true believers, and we're the core believers, and they're the non-believers.
0: Like, that's the fundamental, you see that play out all the time. Right, and Janine really is, is represents um, a follower in the truest sense, right? Like yeah. She's, she's, she's per- portrayed, at least until this episode, as weak, Um. As someone who,
1: I think I'd say she's weakened. Like she's been so beat down by this system, right? Even before Gilead came into play, like, but that broke her, obviously. Um, so she's like compromised in the sense that she's like def- been broken, weakened.
0: She's a she's not right. operating on all cylinders. Well, um, I think I think I think the the crucial piece here, regardless of that, is is you have them in the milk in the milk truck <laughs> and and the, the the dialogue centers around um, kind of like why should I keep following you and and then ultimately when she discloses yes I yeah she asked her point at, like, I like, turned them in where we were yeah I turned them in mm-hmm. to save my daughter's life and, and you then have done it too. Janine says I wouldn't have done that
1: But she, she, Janine,
0: to June's point, like June's like doesn't know what you 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 don't know. know You are talking about right. So that's that conversation is stands in for us all, right? Yes. Yep. I am glad they gave us that space. Would I have said to her, I wouldn't have done that. No, right. Like, but I probably Janine, I would have wondered myself, right? Yeah. Like, so I think I think that um, Hmm. it's 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 further questioning, like right, like. The whole you know is june a hero mm-hmm. is she a is she in her is she making right choices um are her ju- actions justified up to this point mm-hmm. um and and unfortunately right it, it, it what it does is it kind of it 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 makes you realize that the context right it's like it's like i think there's there's a line where june says something mm-hmm. like you know um Gilead make, forces you to be violent like it's like you know, in this it makes violent it hard to be good yeah support. it's like there's this the, yeah. it's the hostility of Gilead that forces people into these yeah compromised moralities yeah. you know that they can't they they, they can't win yeah right um, but I, I, I guess in in, 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 in the interest of time uh, I want to get into this the the part of the episode where uh, we we um. Where they get rescued by they these... They encounter a different group. By these... Uh, the,
1: the train gets hijacked or like derailed and yeah. ambushed yeah, by they, the they, rebels they, in they, Chicago.
0: The train hits a car yep. and they get out and there's these rebels from Chicago who rescue them. And... They go back to their headquarters. Which I was,
1: when I was watching that, they were like driving through this shot out town. I'm like, oh, look, they just shot on location in Gary, Indiana without any set dressing or <laughs> like, There's parts of southern Chicago and that that Gary like that. that are like, oh, they probably didn't have to do much to make it look like that. But that was a cool shot when they're coming up like oh, south yeah. Chicago and it's like just ruins. And it's like, oh man, that would, that would be a thing. That That's true. I don't, I don't imagine
0: Chicago would be like, yeah, we give up. I feel like it would be a
1: war zone. Right. You know what I
0: mean? Well, I think this, and I think, I think, as a side note, I think it, I'm I'm really glad that they broke the cycle of, and I expected this to happen, and you can even see from the trailers, but now we're outside of, yeah. like the story has moved on, yeah, like we're, we're out, even, out of Gilead, we're out of Gilead, even, even the, the sense are out of like, Gilead, yep, yeah, and I'm glad because I did, yeah. I, I don't want to end up, now you're at this commander's house, and now you're to yeah. do this thing, yeah, it's that like, was no, the time no, no, no. to pivot for sure, yeah, so. I'm curious to see what you think. I I I was very confused initially by this sequence because you had – they get rescued by these people. The leader of this group seems aghast that there are sex slaves in America and then immediately seeks to exploit Mm -hmm. June for sex. Then says, well, I'm not going to force you, but then if you're not going to do this, you have to leave which is utterly confusing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So then she refuses. She goes down to talk to Janine. Janine says, get some clothes on. And then she goes upstairs and does what he was asking June to do. And then comes back downstairs and says, now we can stay. Um and and interspersed with that is Janine's backstory of right. getting an abortion and and how she um had to find the inner resolve to stand up against some people who were trying to tell her what to do. Yeah. Um but I was I'm not just... sure how
1: her backstory connected other than just flushing her out. But, like, I don't think there was direct connections to what was going on in the main story.
0: We're, well, perhaps I, think, I missed it. I don't know. I think
1: I'm think i not a woman, so maybe a woman would have picked up on it. I should ask my wife.
0: Well, I'm conf- <laughs> if there was what I'm confused about, what I was confused about was, number one, I was totally confused by this group and who they are and why that guy did I that. think that's just the messiness. that When they say war is hell, it's
1: just a complete mess. It is just humans at their worst. So it's like, yeah, the guy so these is conjured. Contra- were- like, he gave his, like... Like, I, I'm reading about this idea in psychology of, like, we're, we're a rider and an elephant, right? The elephant is our, like, emotions or whatever, and it, it does what it's going to do. And the rider is the rational brain that can train the elephant what to do. But mm. on the same day, it can't force the elephant to do anything. So it's like, and, like, our rational brain gives rationality to our, you know, impulses or whatever. And so I think this guy, like, he's spouting the party line. Like, I think my, I, my takeaway is he's a good, he, he before Gilead or whatever all this, he was just a good kind of left of center American with the kind of accepted orthodoxy of like wokeism and feminism, whatever. And it's like, he just spouted off his like surface level thought of political corrects. saying, Oh, it's bad that there's sex like everybody in America. <laughs> And then it, it, like, like with, it, half a second later, it's like meet the new boss. Name is the old boss. That's what I said when we were watching it. I'm like, this is Gilead's everywhere. This, this idea, the thing that Gilead is Gilead, uh, institutionalizes this and right. ritualizes this but it pre-existing gilead it is endemic this, so it's just you it put is a nothing man new in power and that you can see that like a just like, is yeah, you know, just like oh my really really <laughs> but janine is like either totally resigned to it as you're like well, this is just how the world works like this is just what you have to do to survive and like and it's just in your face and it's like or or it's just no big deal, or like whatever. It's transactional, and it's like this is the same probably rational rationalizations the the Jezebels have to go through to make it through a day, mm-hmm. right? Of like it's just currency. Like, and he was kind of saying like, kind of what else do you have to offer? Even though like there's women, there are women in armor and guns, like right? Like they're not. It's not like only the men fight and the girls are just the sex slaves at home. Like in this unit. They, the females yeah. are out there fighting. Um, I kind of thought that that, that that female yeah, would intervene. That the female soldier that actually first encountered them would like knock like, it off, you idiot. You know, like, or if she or if she turns out like if he like he kind of pretends to like he's making it seem like he's in charge of this group, but then really she would have come in and be like, what are you doing? And like she would have reprimanded him, and she's actually the leader of this group. Um, would have been interesting, like a turn. But like, yeah, it just kind of to me it was the takeaway to me was. He gave his initial surface um, tidbit tweet, like his initial tweet, right? He would have tweeted out like, "Oh yeah, this this is the thing I stand for." When that's like, no, that's not really right. like he gave his yeah, party I line, guess. and I then guess. he like actually surrendered. To but, I, but the guy, whatever. the
0: guy is like, the the guy is putting his life on the line every day fighting against Gilead. I mean, you would think that there would have been something within him. Well, I, do we
1: know that he's fighting Gilead, or is he just like—is it just a complete anarchy war survival? zone? And it's like there was a train with stuff on it, and we are just like surviving in war-torn Chicago, and maybe like for all we know, but there's then not. Why did he make like, that affront- statement? He makes the statement of moral outrage. I I can't. That's why I think I think that it represents the dichotomy of like. Our moral outrage is one thing, and then our like animal lizard brain is another thing. And I think you I think that I, mean? I think
0: that if that's the case, I don't think they In did case, a very good job hope. of. Yeah, it's that. a little confusing. It just came
1: out confusing. Like, and I don't know if it's meant to be confusing. yet. so that's one of those things where it's like, was that smart or sloppy? Right? Was it like so smart that I? It's supposed to be confusing, and it and because I was confused, or was it? we trying to be on the nose about something that I either went whoosh over my head or like. It, in misexecuting it, it didn't. It landed, fall fell flat. I can't decide which one yet. Right, um, and I don't know if it will be resolved or not. But it was apparently also apparently they're in on this community now. They're ingratiated, but on these terms of very much a subservient. Yeah. Like I and I June June didn't wasn't like mad at her necessarily. I, she seemed to be like almost like okay. I'm glad you did. Like I'm glad it was you and not me that had to do that. Like, I think I think just, that I, don't know. I think
0: that June is is i think at the end of this episode um so so i i don't think we're supposed to see what Janine did as good or right or healthy right yes i think I agree it's with that. tragic yes and she's she's which is confusing to me because the flashbacks are supposed to show that she's someone who has backbone and resolve um who who, in her own way in spite of her frailty, she can stand up um or
1: maybe that's the point like maybe that's the juxtaposition position is that she she had this before Gilead before all this, and now she's lost like she lost whatever that was that made her in the past stand up like that, and now she's like just resigned
0: to but then she she, she she she's she she seems to think like you know like i'll show you i i can i'll make myself useful i can i can Oh yeah, it's that. like
1: a, almost like a perversion of like her. Her like I will do whatever it takes to get this. You're done. not the only
0: June. You're not the only one who can save yeah. us. You know.
1: Yeah, maybe like maybe that the thing in the thing. milk carton broke her, and she's like, I can't rely on you. Maybe and like I have to do what I have to do. So I, I don't know.
0: I I think at the end of the day, what what we're left with at the end of episode four is that. Um, See, so there's 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 resistance from within Gilead, and then there's like the war zone. Yeah. Like, and you're right. I mean, like a war zone, right? Is filled with all these, mo- you know. Mm-hmm. And like, it's the front, so we don't know if for
1: sure. It is like a literal like World War I war with Gilead and either what's left of the United States still, or like just a resistance movement, or is it just like a is it like uh, Syria where it's just like all these factions are just fighting out in Chicago, including Gilead, or Gilead's maybe just trying to keep like it could be a front where it's from Gilead's perspective, it's the front where they're trying to keep incursions into Gilead. Like they're defending a front versus advancing a front, but they're they're doing that push now. But it's like Chicago could just be a massive like convergence of all these factions coming to fight. Those
0: people could be just
1: people who are like an organized like, survive trying to yeah. survive and like residents zone. of Chicago who have, are now just like kind of just scrape it's it together. City. But, or they could be from outside like, and this is just the front line of like, they're from somewhere else. Gilead's from somewhere else. And they just met at Chicago because that's just like a natural point of resistance. And that just, that's where the fault line ha- happened. I saw a, uh, a, pro- a production produced map of Gilead. Yeah. I've seen have that. you seen that? If I think it's from the season three finale or something, and it has um, like we're in Michigan. So it had Michigan, like, basically, Detroit, and Arbor, Lansing, and south is, like, sort of Gilead, or at least it's, like, controlled by a few forts or whatever, or bases. But then, like, north like Michigan, north of Lansing, and then, like, Illinois, north of Chicago. is not Gilead at all. It's all the red. Yeah. So, like, the red, it's like a Gilead-produced map, so it's, like, red is, like, the bad guys or the, the resistance. Right. And it goes all the way, the whole left coast of the U.S. is all red too um and then like vermont like vermont is this v V wedge right into gilead of course vermont right because that's exactly what you would expect but like i'm just like not surprised at all like yep totally northern michigan up would be like nope (laughs) nope (laughs) on that also i
0: think also because they border canada yeah they they have a natural reinforced you know Mm -hmm. barrier and maybe even have support but
1: um but I hope I, I hope that we're gonna see a little bit more of that, like you said, like they're getting out of Gilead, so maybe we'll open up the world a little bit more, and it'll be interesting to see. Like we, we saw the colonies or whatever, like the work colonies where they put that one lady. Um, but I don't know exa- we don't know exactly where that was. But that map also had a bunch of like nuke symbols all over it, which were like contamination sites of some kind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of near where they put that that unwomen right or the non but they call them the unwomen right. They give them this label when they're um, Remember that really? from like season oh. 2 or whatever where she went off like after she I think she killed a colony or something. Yeah, and then she went to the work colony or whatever and got like radiation sickness or whatever and they were called like the unwomen or whatever. The unwomen. Yeah, they were like oh. erased as people because they were
0: bad Gilead Gileadites or whatever. <laughs> so we 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 have we, covered the major yeah. major plot line with a lot of things there's there's quite a bit. We didn't touch too much on the Waterford storyline. It's an interesting narrative about political prisoners. Yeah, and it's not really going anywhere yet, and, but
1: I think it's going to.
0: But, I mean, the big well, revelation it's... is that Serena is pregnant. Yeah.
1: Um, and I guess we don't know how or who. I guess they know. Well, no, is it Commander Waterford's for sure? I mean, who else would she have been Well, it,
0: if it isn't, then there's something that what happened that off CIA camera guy that we don't or know.
1: But, yeah, so but supposedly I mean, Waterford is impotent. It... Whether she is or not, too. For the for
0: the purposes of the storyline, yeah.
1: it's it's his it's his kid. Yeah. And she wasn't gonna tell him but then uh but Martha Rita, Rita, Rita. comes in the clutch. <laughs> that was great, yeah. In this fourth episode, like Rita really she got her revenge, right? And she she gave Waterford Commander Waterford the picture of yeah. the ultrasound. Because well, like, he was trying to be like, Oh, you're my friend or like, Oh, you're gonna help me out and like he was trying to play the commander again and he was treating her like a Martha and she's like I'm a free woman in Canada. Like, how dare you?
0: I do think that there was, I do think that there was a progression for Rita. Yes. And I think that Rita is first. And first we see Rita and she's confused. Mm-hmm. She's glad to be out of Gilead, mm-hmm. but she's still very much uh, traumatized mm-hmm. and still has a Stockholm syndrome streak in her. Yep. And that comes out when she meets with Serena and is very emotional about finding out that she's pregnant, and mm-hmm. and you can see that she cares mm-hmm. about them in a in a twisted way. Yeah, right. It's tragic. It's but like it's cr- you. She cringe. does, but it's because
1: Serena, like Serena, is manipulating her. Right, like she always has. And you and veiling and she knows like Rita's like devout, whatever that means in the system. Like she's been so clobbered over the head with
0: this. Well I think I she, think like, the implication is that Rita was was maybe even pretty religious prior to like Catholic or something or prior yeah. to Gilead. Yeah, I think you're right. So and she's so been like she under was, the
1: thumb of this system in yeah. more ways than one. And she's probably just for the first time starting to sort that out. But like like my wife recognized right away what Serena was doing. Like spiritually abusing her continually continuing to spiritually abuse her and then water commander waterford kind of does the same thing from the patriarchal angle of like kind of reminding her what the relationship is and it's like dude you're like you're here you're you're in house arrest you're under arrest and this free woman walks in to visit you and you're trying to be her lord still
0: well i think i think what's interesting is that is that so you have initially you're thinking oh my gosh so because like there was that whole conversation with myra moira where she yeah. says you know, like this is your chance to go to serena and like mm-hmm. let her have it and she doesn't yeah but then in the next sequence where where the 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 cia guy or whatever the mm-hmm. government guy comes in and says okay so this is what it's really about mm-hmm. their attorneys are expecting you to go to bat for her yeah in her trial and she's like then she realizes, yeah. right, like, oh, gross. Yeah, I'm being played. Right, yeah. like, no. And then she turns the tables yeah. on them. Um, and somebody I watched on YouTube would give a really interesting uh, – because then he that scene, that very interesting scene that I thought was really – I was kind of thrown off by initially where she's sitting down to, to take out sushi and a Diet yeah. Coke and how uh, – and the light is very bright mm-hmm. in the room and that that's supposed to, re- like, symbolize, like, that she's – now she's she's done. She's yeah. out of Gilead. Yeah. She's not making homemade meals. She's still made
1: she still said grace, so she's still like yeah. devout in her own way. Maybe right. perhaps in the way she was before. And she's like the cloud is lifted and the spell is broken.
0: And she and she's doing and takeout. She's, she's back Diet to Coke. her best life right now
1: and she's free of them. Like that's what I was thinking. Like she's she freed herself of the right. Gilead's control over. Of, her, of right. Gilead's control through the Waterfords. Right. And that's, it's a cool that I'm glad they've showed. I'm glad they didn't just suddenly bring her out of nowhere and have her be different and like strong all of a sudden. They right. showed this over a couple
0: episodes, her going from A to B and going
1: through that process. It was and, good to see that. And
0: they also did that very well with the, the dilemma around the children. Yep. And that it isn't just, yep. you're free. You're right. The kids are like, they don't know anything I, else. You took me out of my house. Yes. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Like, I predict Moira's going to
1: adopt one of these kids. Oh, really? I think. Yeah. Okay. I I would be surprised if she doesn't. I feel like they're setting that up. with like, the talk about, like, oh, you know, another one of their family members didn't want them yet or whatever. Like, they're trying to get these kids back, A, with their families, and then from there, like, a, a wider adoption process. And I feel like they're hinting at some, like, there might be these issues with these kids. And, like, everyone wants to talk about adoption and how, like, oh, it's so great this family got this nice little baby. But it's, like, there's a lot of... the horror stories or just like the kids who languish because they're not little cute little babies they're troubled teenagers now or right. troubled eight-year-olds well and some I mean, of
0: the kids like, were and were, yeah the, all these kids are have issues they're going to have issues They're like i don't they
1: th- and the, they don't it, like their name james they like their name you know caleb or whatever their like right
0: gilead name is and that's what they know but that's not their name i, I think that's that's the that's and it's a, again i think it's just a brilliant way of showing mm-hmm. like the complexity mm-hmm. of these things i remember for many years, when I worked in the refugee community and worked at, at uh, in a at Bethany, when I was doing refugee work, and and you 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 come in thinking we're doing all this good, and then you do have times when you're like, wait a minute, I'm not sure is this good. There's it's not always a hundred percent clear. Yeah. Right. Like, is it good? Right. That we're bringing people in here, and 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 you know, like when when they're being thrown into Jobs that no one else wants to do, mm-hmm. or they, you know, when they, the substance abuse that that can surface because of the trauma of relocation, like, like there, there's, it's it's never cut and dry. There's yeah. always this amb- ambiguity, and like watching the way that the show just shows how you know the do-gooders Moira and, and they're 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 like ah oh, like mm-hmm. you know, and and then they're even they're even like they even allow them to have that tension of like you know, where they're like they're like they almost resent June for burdening them with
1: cleaning up her mess. Cause they, yeah, know. they do kind of vocalize how like the, the problem that they have is, yeah. She, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, dude, like what do well, you I want? Think, and she got 86 kids out and they're complaining about how to get them back well, I home. Think, it's like, I think at least it, they're not in Gilead. Right. But then she, I think there was that, that throwaway line about like, you know, I wonder if like it would have been better for them in Gilead or whatever. Like, well, that's,
0: of, I that think that's, 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 that's the point. Yeah. Right. It's like, that what's it, best for these? Kids? That's the question no one wants to ask, yes. right? Yeah. Like, Was it better for them? Well, no, no, no. Can't be better for them. That's Gilead. Gilead bad, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, just
1: like well, with adoption. Like, oh well, you can't, you can't be from Africa. Nobody lives. From, nobody chooses to stay in Africa. And it's like, well, right. Maybe they do, and they, that's good. Like, why? Right. Why is it good for? Why kids is to get pulled out of their culture? I mean, yes. refugees, one thing where they can't go home, but it's like just in general of like, let's go adopt a bunch of African babies just because Africa's poor, so we can like, save them from Africa. It's like that's. Right.
0: That's a, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> the, show, the show really does a good job of creating yeah. all of these these scenarios yeah. in a very believable way. So the, yeah, they're
1: kind of hitting on all these like yeah common things, current things in this fictional uh, fictional slash possible future scenario. But like I think, it's, it's all real stuff. I think that what the show does so well yeah. is it
0: just says like taking for example something like abortion, mm-hmm. and then like right so like so like in in America right now right abortion is legal mm-hmm. and there are tensions and threats and and discussions and debates about how legal and the ramifications of that and so on but ultimately at the end of the day like it's legal and there isn't a, a direct like you know like m- moment that we can say like oh my gosh this is where it's going to turn mm-hmm. right but we do have that conflict and the and the show just says, okay, let's just tweak right, that right. up yeah. to 100 and say, okay, now it's totally illegal,
1: right? Like, I mean, I think and, the implication in the show is that Roe versus Wade gets overturned in this universe well, yeah. so that states can do kind of whatever they want, whatever they're able to pass within their own states. And so each state and then like states can then compact with each other. And like Gilead comes, I don't, I don't know why or how it would come to be in New England. I would think Gilead would be from like Alabama or something. But if it was on this issue, you know what I mean. But like somehow New England becomes this new Puritanical kind of yeah whatever. But I think like, it's more.
0: I think it's more maybe because of just geography and the fertility crisis, of course, too yeah. plays a huge role in it because like
1: suddenly that changes the politics of abortion, where it's like. If, if the human race is facing extinction right you can't kill your like baby. abortion is like the worst thing is going to accelerate that but i imagine there's people who would be like i wonder if i bring this up like people who are like yeah like we should accelerate the extinction of the human race like we deserve it slash <laughs> like we need to fix the overpopulation problem and this is like actually a good thing in nature is like balancing out blah, blah blah like that angle would be interesting to hear well um if Gilly then, has the opposite of that
0: you know but here's here's what's interesting and I, I, and we can we can wrap this up but that there's a there's a discussion between June and Commander Lawrence. Oh yeah, when he yeah, brings yeah. her to the table, mm-hmm. and there's all this food and they're talking, and June makes a comment about children and how valuable they are. Yep. And he says, "That's all bullshit. They don't care about they the children. don't care about children. It's all about power," <laughs> and. That is probably, you know, the closest thing to encapsulating like what the show is about in the, in the, in the, on, on, from a higher level viewpoint, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like, like in the, in the everyday, right? It seems to be about family values, but it's not, it's about power, Mm -hmm. right? Which is why at the end of the day, these men who claim to be so for godly values have, have brothels yeah. and you know and and it's why today we still have you know a never ending litany of conservative family values mm-hmm. politicians who turn out to be sleeping with mm-hmm. male prostitutes and, yep. <laughs> and doing drugs right like like so the that raises the whole question right of like you know this is not about um and and I think Lydia Aunt Lydia is is Uh, kind of a canary in the coal mine right like she believes this shit (laughs) like in the in the religious sense in the moral sense yeah the people in power they don't i don't yeah but they but they pin her down with it right like you know you fail to keep they pedal in it but i don't think that they they they're
1: using it it's a means to an end of power. Oh, absolutely! But then they have sycophants like, like Aunt Lydia, like the, the very useful idiots, right? As they call them. Like oh, yeah. Able, they're able to leverage the quote unquote true believers to their ends for It is. For power. It is. Yeah. It
0: is without question. I mean, I you know, and, and, and and again, and this is this is a this is where it gets right it gets very it's it's like the elephant in the room, which is that this whole show is about the rise of the religious right and the 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 merging of the republican party with with the with the ultra conservative fundamentalist christian you know evangelical voter to create this this monstrosity where you have uh a, a bunch of people who you know for me it's it's all very reminiscent of of you know the post 9/11 you know experience right mm-hmm. which is where You, you know, I mean, I remember very clearly, you know, the the scenarios where it was like, I don't know if we're going to win this election. Okay, well, just throw out the anti-gay marriage card. We won, you know, (laughs) you you just, you know, we got to fight this, this illegal war in Iraq. Yeah, it's super unpopular. We can't win on that. So we're going to have to pull the family values card, right? It's all about power. They don't, they don't actually care. I, I remember watching a documentary about. Uh, George W George George Sr. Bush H.W. Yeah Yeah, And and he was No, no By no means A religious fundamentalist At all He was mm-hmm. Utterly Well they were like a, Not They were Methodist Or something Like something he was, Kind of he main was, mind Whatever He was basically Pro-choice And then when he was When he was Rising up to vice president And then mm-hmm. running for president They told him You're gonna have to be Pro-life If you wanna win mm-hmm. Right And it was like wait a minute. So is this about being pro-life or is this about keeping power? (laughs) It's clearly about keeping power. Now, does that mean that there aren't people in the rank and file, even amongst Republican leadership or who actually have a moral conviction? Yeah. Well, if they do and they get into politics, they're going to find out very quickly. It isn't even really the case. Right. But I think that the show, what it does is it's like, okay, you want to, You want to see what that would look like if we actually, you know, took all that out to its logical conclusion Mm -hmm. and it would be hell. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I guess, so there you go. At the same time that we've discussed so much, we've really just scratched the surface of what this show is, is about what it's doing, what the plot points are. We haven't touched on everything, but hopefully this was a fruitful, Mm-hmm. Um, discussion about episodes one through four of season four of The Handmaid's Tale.